The violent societal climate continues to plague California. Weekly news updates. On December 24th, a LAPD task force dedicated to follow home robberies with assistance from LAPD SWAT and assistance from the following police agencies, Beverly Hills, Glendale, and Fontana made arrests on December 21st in various locations in the cities of Los Angeles and Fontana. The task force arrested four suspects, who I will only say that they were within the ages of 20 to 21 years of age. I refuse to say their names. I will only say, fuck them, and I hope they rot in hell. Detectives also recovered a handgun, a replica handgun, probably airsoft, more than $30,000 in cash, expensive handbags, Rolex watches, gang paraphernalia, and two vehicles that were used in the crimes. These punks are also facing murder charges that stem from the murder of Jose Ruiz Gutierrez, a 23-year-old who attempted to intervene by attempting to rescue a woman who was with him that was suddenly being accosted by a group of men who were attempting to rob her at 2 a.m. in the morning outside of the Bossa Nova restaurant in the 7100 block of Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. Gutierrez, who was carrying a gun, got out of his car to intervene when the three suspects shot him to death and fled like a bunch of cowards. In the following hours after the murder, LAPD Michael Moore, or I should say, LAPD Chief Michael Moore announced that the agency would create a task force to investigate follow-home robberies. The current task force is composed of robbery homicide and resources from the Gang Narcotics Division and the Metropolitan Division. During the announcement, Chief Moore added, There's no item of jewelry or piece of property that they have that is worth their life. And if so, if they find themselves in such a perilous situation, to cooperate, be a good witness. Do not chase people. Do not try to pursue people and do not try to take actions yourself other than to minimize the chance that you become a victim of the type of violence we saw this morning. He then went on to say, The impact this is having on the sense of community, of safety, is profound. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but this is quite an interesting statement by the chief. Because it goes to show how they support the fact that all of us should give ourselves to the will and mercy of these criminals in the hopes that they will spare our lives and leave us within inches from death. I want to pick at two words that make it quite clear that this is all Mike, uh, Chief Michael Moore, or Michelle Moore, whatever the hell he pronounced his name, wants the innocent civilians of Los Angeles and those in the surrounding areas that are under his agency's umbrella to do so. <coughs> Sorry guys, I've been having this cough for quite some time. It's not COVID, I swear. A perilous situation. That means a situation, scenario, or occurrence where danger and risks are extremely high. Meaning that the risk ensures that death is imminent. Well, my fellow CCW holders, what does that mean to us? Now, once again, I am not a lawyer, and I will not come into court to testify on your behalf for something you did and I did not witness. So, tread carefully. But to me, it means that if GBH or GBI or death is a present possibility, it means that I will shoot such criminals to expiration, 
based on the fact that they were willing to place my or loved one's life in such danger over what Chief Moore considers, uh, and air quotes are coming around this, right, piece of property. Chief Moore also added great doubt into his agency's abilities that he used the word profound because in order to say that the sense of community and safety is profound due to the impact of these criminal acts and events is to reasonably doubt the efficiency of the LAPD to bring all of these groups to justice and even obtain a just sentencing because of the way the district attorneys are handling such crimes. And this topic is profound because it's a vast trend which leads to a vast sense of insecurity we're going out on a night for a date or shopping during daylight hours. I myself can attest to the sense of a lack of public safety. If you folks have been listening to the podcast, you're able to tell that I've been following this growing trend and I've been training on defending myself and loved ones from such an incident should it occur. With over 200 of these crimes occurring within multiple areas of Valley County, they're still regarded as uncommon. But what are the numbers through the rest of Southern California? And yet, only 36 arrests have been made in Los Angeles County alone. That means there's still a large group of these thugs out there continuing their crimes. Will it take another Jose Ruiz to perish in order to increase the efforts? Or perhaps a shootout between a CCW holder and these thugs? Who knows? But this does directly bring us into the discussion of this volume. And with that, welcome everyone once again to Alex's Firearms Digest. This is volume 7, titled, Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God. And let's talk about this title. Heavier Than Heaven, what does that mean? Well, I can say I didn't pick it because it's a cool title, or because it's edgy T-A-F. Or because it might get me more followers, listeners, or even a sponsor. I didn't do it because of that. Because if I did, it would have started like, Hey guys, play this cool game, League of Lames. Or, Hey guys, you guys need new cool camera systems? Well, me, Alex. I didn't do none of that. And if I would have started that way, I would have respected everybody leaving me and never listening to this podcast again. Because that would be that would make me a sellout. I'm not a sellout. But I titled it this way because to me, heavier than heaven, that phrase right there, it's a literal state of mind. And it's a literal state of mind in all of us who carry. We are concerned about our lives and those that we care for. Thus, by carrying and being trained in our craft, we've grounded ourselves to the earth. We've grounded ourselves to face the violent societal climate when it comes knocking on our front doors. And we face it by using what is considered evil to defend ourselves and loved ones. This leads us to supposedly becoming sinners and monsters in the eyes of our divine being. And once again, I'm saying divine being because this is for all faiths, for all men of all divine beings. It does not single out anyone and it does not exclude anyone. I always said this, you guys are doing all this, the training, the gear, the gun purchasing, you guys are at the range, you guys are in front of a mirror getting ready for that timer to go off so you guys can draw out a concealment and dry fire or draw out a concealment and shoot that paper target. You guys are doing this for a purpose. 
And I told you guys that I couldn't assume what the purpose was, but I know it's either for sure, dead straight to the point, that is to defend yourself or your loved ones when danger comes knocking on your front door. Mike, right? This also ties in with being lonelier than God. Uh, because if it ever comes to a day when we have to execute our craft, the Southern California or just the Californian society, for the most part, will outcast us. You know, even if it's uh, while we're in jail, we're still, even even when we're in jail, I should say, we'll be outcasts in the jail population. But why? Well, because we are not like-minded in our intentions and motives that let us to jail right we are a whole different breed we're cut from a different type of thread and we're not cut with the scissor we're cut off from with a chainsaw you know because that's how different we are from these other punks that end up in jail for killing people unjustfully you know and that's one thing i preach you know the lethality it comes with a price and I, I've preached it a lot of times throughout the podcast. It's the fact that you guys have to face it and know what comes after the part you do end up uh, killing someone in self-defense. You know? And just like the divine, we'll have, we'll have people that cherish us, love us, and praise. And, and mostly it will be our loved ones and those that believe we were righteous in our intentions and motives. But for society, general prison population, and our divine being, uh, they will not accept us. For in their eyes, once again, we are murderers, we are monsters, and in the eyes of our divine, we are sinners. Uh, some of us will ask for forgiveness at some point, and some of us won't, because we didn't do anything wrong. We just defended ourselves or our loved ones from the grips of death or harm. And that is something that we carry with ourselves every day. That's something that we have to acknowledge. Um, is it getting crazy out there in California? Yes. Are there any signs that things are going to be changing anytime soon? No. There's nothing to say to ensure you that things are going to be changing within the next few few months or in the next few weeks we actually have a lot more legislation coming our way if you guys haven't caught on to that um, some things are looking good some things are looking bad go ahead and follow the next chubbiest coolest guy in the second amendment community here in california arm scholar on youtube if you guys haven't checked him out please check him out he's a really good guy very informative he's a lawyer himself he's not my lawyer nor am I sponsored by him. I just think the guy is really rad. He's not that big of a sellout. You know, he does sponsor some brands that I'm just like, Ew. I'm like, nah, I wouldn't buy from them. But overall, the guy is very knowledgeable, very helpful to the second, uh, to the Second Amendment community here in California and to the cause that we face every day. As well, if you guys haven't, please donate to the Firearms Policy Coalition. I am not sponsored by them. I also support the group myself. I donate as frequently as I'm able to because uh, we have to keep up the fight. This is home. We do not run away from home. We stand our fucking ground here in the Golden State. And that's what we do, right? Um, so I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will come back to talk about the plague.
uh, and we will revisit some volumes because it's been six weeks, guys, that I've been posting out a volume once every week. We're going to talk about some things, see how, and if you guys are listening, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys, you know, write me an email, shoot me a DM on Instagram. You guys know where to find me. Uh, I want to know what's going on. Have you guys been implementing everything that I said? What has changed? What hasn't? What are you doing that is different now? What have I inspired you to do? Everybody thinks I'm doing this just to get money or to get some kind of sponsor. I'm not. I just did this to did this. If sponsors and all this notoriety came with it at some point, good. If not, oh well. I was still going to do a podcast about this. So regardless, I'm still doing the podcast. Now, if you guys wanted more features or more content, that would be up to me getting sponsored and stuff like that. But until then, this is all you guys are getting. And if I'm able to review firearms myself uh, through somebody's that have camera gear and stuff like that, I might create a YouTube channel. I don't know. We're still working on that, but uh, I'm not going to be showing my face around uh, too much. So, yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll keep talking about this f- fucked up climate in California and how violence is running amok. Because DAs are too pussy to do anything. And I think we're edging closer and closer to the point where the civilian population is going to start slowly blowing holes into these assholes. Not the politicians or the DAs, but into the criminals. Alright? So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Man, my KGB man's on fire, bro. Oh, we're back. <coughs> Time to get professional here. Welcome back, guys. So we're back from our break. Uh, let's just get right into the topic and let's jump back into what we're going to discuss about, which was about KGB. I mean, revisiting some volumes. So revisiting volume one, two, and three, and five. In these volumes, we visited the topics of mentality, mindset, communication, lethality, as in the form of being a lethal user training and finally being a ccw carrier in california these volumes were all made for you guys in order to once again change the gun community and culture in california along the way in a future sense i hope to create enough change that it will trigger the changing of legislation in the state and change the mind of all those or these delusional individuals or create enough opposition to give them a real run for their money and hopefully they stop hacking elections right because we all know they buy them Pelosi anyways the outcome at the end of the day is to bring you folks something positive that you can take away with you in your endeavors as you become a better gun enthusiast version of your current self it must be noted that I have written these first few volumes but decided to go through a podcast format because it would be much more efficient for me to get them out um, usually I would spend a lot of time proofreading my work and that would just delay the release of them. It was also the long discussion with co-workers that drove me to this point. 
I was tired of answering the same question 50 times, and I still do answer those questions sometimes, but I figured it would be much easier to just create a podcast, and hopefully through the content, I would be able to answer those, or most of everyone's questions. This will also answer the email question that was sent to me. I am not preaching violence, nor did I ever state I am preaching violence. I am preaching advocacy for self-defense. The sad truth is that self-defense, unless it's a verbal encounter, it will involve violence. I mean, you have to be aggressive. You have to be, you know, fast and sort of violent to defend yourself, right? In the action of fighting someone off, you're using violence. The word fight, it's in there, you know. So, yeah, if you are or if you've been following me and you've been stuck with this whole premonition or this whole concept that all you're going to do is just rack a shotgun shell to scare your intruder, not only will I laugh at you, but the DA that's about to fry your ass on the grill will laugh at you um, because they're going to say, well, you must be fucking stupid if you think guns don't kill people or they're not meant to kill someone. I just wanted to wreck a shotgun shell, bro, and scare them. I didn't mean to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to be laughing at you. Because you have to be realistic. You can't be delusional as all these other, you know, Democrats out in California. You got to be realistic, bro. Or ma'am. Sir. It's sir, ma'am. Oh, sorry. Um, and then whenever a discussion would arise among friends and or co-workers... It was always concerning the violent societal climate found throughout the nation in 2020. Um, the COVID-friendly judicial sentencing that was letting criminals off early, the violent protests and riots, and finally the violent surge that began plaguing California in 2021. And honestly, I can't say it actually started in 2021. It actually started in 2020 because if we remember, guys, out there in uh, Gascon's old stomping grounds up north, people were breaking into cars and stealing whatever they could. It was sad to see images of people putting a piece of paper with Sharpie in gang lettering or tagging lettering saying, please don't break into my car. There's nothing valuable here. And the sad reality was that person was dyslexic. So it would say, please break car. Not here. Okay. Awesome. Um, but as 2021 comes to a close, uh, we have to accept that home invasion robberies, assaults on pedestrians, and that's my dog sneezing. And takeover follow-home robberies throughout California have soared in numbers. I mean, it's actually really noticeable if they're making your evening news, right? Maybe was something happened here and there as uh, Michael Moore or Michelle Moore. I like calling him Michelle or Mikael. But uh, as if it was as uncommon as they would like to play it down as, we wouldn't be hearing about it on the news all the time. And it's something that we do. I mean, you type it in you see like 20 articles pop up. Um so we have to acknowledge that these criminals have realized that they can make a lot of money on OfferUp or eBay where they can legitimately sell their bounty, meaning whatever they stole from you or their victims. Uh, we know they're willing to use force if they need to and possibly kill you for the items that they want from you. As we went as with that 23-year-old that died on November 26th, I believe, or 23rd. Uh, I believe it was the 23rd. That sucks, man. I mean, to get shot... On the 23rd, when you're 23, that must suck. I'm sorry, man. Uh, the family members of this young man are listening. I'm very sorry. My deepest condolences to you and your loved ones. Um, 
you know, they will kill you and take the items they want from you. And if they just smack you or just rob you, they know that there's a very slim chance to no chance that they will actually serve any jail time. Even if they're caught and arrested, they might be released the same day. And this only helps the vicious cycle continue. Um, cool, my mom said the pasta is ready. I'll go upstairs right now. Uh, but this only helps the the cycle continue and I also understand that some of you might want to counter it with does it really affect me in reality yes it does uh, we all deserve to be out on the town uh, to take a stroll in our city in our neighborhoods uh, there should be any reason for anyone to fear when being at a mall or shopping center or to fear the road home when they're coming from that mall or shopping center uh, the more we sympathize with this whole pathetic excuse of they don't know any better, they're just a product of their environment, they had it tough growing up, <gasps> the more they will continue to take advantage and create havoc, destruction, and pillage what they didn't earn. Um, as you guys have noticed throughout the whole podcast, I've been following the trend. I, I think I already said this, but I have been following the trend. And... Uh, what am I supposed to say? I mean, this whole holiday season, I began carrying extra mags and carrying everywhere I went. Um, and since I was now carrying everywhere I went, this also meant that I had to give up alcohol with my dinners. And I had to stick to drinking tea or water or soda because I needed to be sure that if I was to be targeted by these people, because I did make some expensive purchase for the wife um, to surprise her. It's been a rough year for her and her, you know, with her loved ones. That's a little personal, but I mean, I had to throw it out there, you know. So, if I had to get in a gunfight with these fucking goons, there wouldn't be any reasoning for those trying to throw me to the fryer to say that an that an alcoholic beverage impacted my judgment. And to my listeners that are listening, if you guys drink while carrying, you really don't deserve to carry it. Um... And I hate to say that to you because I believe everyone should carry. Everyone should be able to carry as long as they're law-abiding citizens. But the fact is that, A, it's prohibited. Two, it's a bad habit to develop. And three, it's one of the quickest ways those who are permitted to carry end up losing it all. Because they'll catch you, you're drunk, or you're buzzed, or you have a few beers on you. The officers can smell it sometimes right off your breath. I can smell it. I'm I'm not even a cop, and I'm, I already know when someone's drunk, and they're coming into the hospital. I mean, I can just... It's something that you end up learning to pick up real quick. Uh, and yeah, you'll lose it all, man. And you'll also probably be facing some jail time. Uh, what else can we talk about? I want you guys to tell me how everything's been going with you guys what have you guys done different now you know uh has this been helping you guys has it not are you guys waiting for the medical issue or the medical volume that one will be the next one that'll be coming out uh it's hopefully going to be coming out after new year's so the week after new year's and hopefully you guys will be able to enjoy it pick up some new things if there's an antifa medic listening yes you do wrap a tourniquet around the neck good job you saved them uh yeah i mean once again just here to help out the culture help it change and all that that's all i really have for you guys this issue 
um, it was something that I needed to throw out there really quick because it did piss me off when I read the article about this happening. Um, we just we just have to wait and see what's going to be going on in the state. I think a lot of us are getting tired. Uh, the other day I was having a conversation with my brother-in-law and he was telling me that the area he lives in now it's becoming like every no every night or every other night you'll hear gunfire somewhere within like a certain vicinity from them and I think that's kind of sad that they have to live through that environment especially when I where they lived at it was a really nice area it's really quiet and now there's like constant gunfire uh, I understand our police officers their hands are tied there's new legislation coming out that's going to be taking effect August or January 1st that will decertify them from being police officers meaning to lose their post um, that's some bullshit that's some bullshit because uh, we're, they're paying for the crimes of some bad apples that did take it too far or might have taken it too far but we also have to we can't be blindsided and say there's not a culture that revolves around you know illicit activities you know um just turn on the radio, man. You'll listen to it. You listen. Uh, you'll hear Draco. You'll hear drugs, bitches, uh, sex trafficking themes, all that shit in there. What can we wait from? What can we expect from home? You know. But like I said, guys, don't give up fighting. Continue fighting. Um, stay tuned for the next volume. That one will be my medical volume. I'll bring in a bunch of knowledge from the field, from my experiences in the trauma center that I work in. And we'll talk about TECC, TEMS. We'll talk about how to apply a tourniquet. How many tourniquets should you carry? Why the fuck are you carrying one when there's four limbs? Or why the fuck are you wrapping one around the throat? I mean, Antifa, good job. You did really good. Gold star for the day. Um, Ma'am, sir, whatever you identify as. Dear. Uh, yes, you do wrap the tourniquet on the neck. Good job. And on that note, guys, we will end this volume right here. I want to wish everyone a happy 2022. Happy New Year, guys. Please be safe. Drive safe. Do not drink and drive. Do not drink and carry. Please welcome the New Year with a lot of optimism and open arms. 2021 wasn't that bad. 2020 sucked. But hopefully 2022 will be the year that things changes, uh, both politically in California and hopefully I'm creating enough noise for it to be changing in a consistent way. Once again guys, I would like to hear from you. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram, alexfdpodcast or email me at alexfdpodcast at gmail.com. I want to know what's going on guys. Let me know how you guys are progressing. What are you guys doing different? All that good stuff. You guys want to send me late Christmas pictures of the family. That's cool too, man. I love it. Whatever you guys want to do, just Contact me. Feel free to message me. Let me know that you guys are actually improving or you guys have developed new things that have actually impacted you guys in a positive way. Till next time, stay safe, stay dangerous, always be ready, and take care of business when it comes knocking on your door. Good night, everyone.